If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, and yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. We did here in the Huff household, and it is good to be back. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. You know, we've got a lot of stuff. Anytime you get back from A, a weekend, B, from a holiday, uh, you'll find that there's a lot and lots of stuff to talk about, lots and lots of stuff to get to, and so... That is what we're going to do our best uh, to to get through today. Trump was on Trump was on Fox News with Maria Bartiromo over the weekend. Got some sound bites uh, from that. We've got the Sydney you know, Sydney Powell lawsuits lawsuits plural in the state of Georgia and in the state of Michigan hit. Late on uh, Wednesday night, she said it would happen Wednesday. People began to throw their hands up in despair sometime Wednesday early evening expecting her to not follow through on what she promised to deliver and yet she delivered something uh, to two to two states two lawsuits one in Michigan one in Georgia that happened over the weekend uh, the long weekend or since uh, since Thanksgiving since the last time we spoke how about that um, as well and so uh, just a lot to, to sift through and weed through here as we uh, navigate this this morning. But I want to, I guess, start by asking this question. What is it going to take for people to understand what is truly at stake here? Because I've noticed, and I think you've probably noticed this as well. I jotted this down. Let me see if I can find it in my notes here. Da, 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 da. I think, yeah, here it is. So when this all started, when this all started, this rigged election talk, if you remember, the first claim was there's no evidence of fraud. None. No evidence. Zero. As my, as the great uh, Rush Limbaugh would say, zip, zero, nada, nothing, nothing to see there, not anything to, there's just nothing, no evidence. Then it slowly shifted because we folks, we have mountains of evidence. The next time someone tells you that there is no evidence of voter fraud in this country, you can tell them there's literally mountains of evidence. There is, there are. 
if you pile these papers up, <laughs> they would make many mountains anyway, right? I mean, I'm not saying this is the size of Mount McKinley um, or something like that, but the, these papers, these amounts of affidavits, these charges, these allegations, now they still need to be proven. I'm not saying that that's certainly someone in an affidavit could lie. There's no, that wouldn't be the first time that it's happened. But see, you'll hear me say that. You'll hear me acknowledge that. I'm not claiming that, by the way. I'm just simply saying if someone gives an affidavit, it certainly could be an incorrect and uh, it, it could be a lie. But folks, an affidavit is when someone gives a written statement uh, that's under oath. It is under oath to, you know, given to the court, provided to say, I solemnly swear that this is what I saw or witnessed or whatever. This is my statement that if I am making this up, I can be put in jail for this. Can be locked away. Can be locked away in the places uh, that should be occupied by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I I could be locked away, right? I'm kidding, not kidding. So this is also, by the way, you can look this up because we have a deceitful media. We have a deceitful media or I'm sorry, Democrat Party, and they will lie to you about this. An affidavit is actual evidence. Write this down. Don't do it if you're driving. But if you're sitting there, write this down. Affidavit, which is spelled a little bit differently than maybe if you've never seen it spelled out, A-F-F-I-D-A-V-I-T, affidavit. Affidavit equals evidence. Write that down. Affidavit equals evidence. Now, you may say, I've shared, I shared this last week. I think it was last week, maybe the week before. A little bit about my experience on, on a jury. You can say this evidence outweighs that. So you can say this evidence isn't compelling to me. Go for it. Have at it. But don't tell me there's no evidence because that is, in fact, what an affidavit is. And there's not just an affidavit. There's hundreds of affidavits. How many times can you say affidavit in a sentence? I don't know. I just probably set the record for that. But these are evidence. Evidence exists. So at first they told us there was no evidence. Then, because eventually this became so obvious, it was like the noonday sun shining down above our heads that people started saying, man, we can't get away with that. I mean, we can get away with a lot in the media. We can, we can convince people the sky is, you know, pink or black or whatever in the middle of the new you know high noon we can convince people of these things cloudless blue sky we can convince 20 percent of the population that it's the sun's not overhead and the fact uh, the, the sky in fact is not blue we can convince people of that but we still can't convince the vast majority of people of this so then they started i mean you can go back and you can see this you can see this even right now you can see where they say there's no evidence of widespread fraud Ah, so now this is shifting somewhat. There was no evidence. Now there's no evidence of widespread, wide-scale fraud. This isn't had. There's not enough to change the fact, they say. I mean, come on, Todd. Uh, Wisconsin, 20,000 votes. You think, you think that 20,000 people or 20,000 instances of, of ballots that shouldn't be counted will, will be erased? Pennsylvania? Michigan even has a bigger hundred and some, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but a hundred and some thousand votes. Come on. You can't expect that to be the case. Yeah, there might be a hundred here and there 
right? But again, what are we basing this on? Have they read the affidavits? I spent a portion of this weekend reading reading the case filed by Sidney Powell in the state of Georgia. I'm not I've just read the the highlights of Michigan, but I read I don't know. I think I read I got 75 pages in just with things going on over the weekend. Folks, there is legitimate actual evidence of not just five votes here and there. There are claims of a lot, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people doing a lot of nefarious things up to and including when you get to the Michigan case, some really damning, um, some really damning evidence or allegations anyway. It is evidence still, but some damning allegations against Dominion voting systems. Dominion voting systems, the media doesn't have any interest in this. They don't want to talk about this. But nonetheless, Dominion voting systems can change massive numbers. Heck, folks, there's video evidence of numbers changing on election nights on the tickers of of news networks. 20,000 votes in Pennsylvania, roughly, not quite. But in one, you know how they alternate, right? They rotate at the bottom. Once they rotate it through for Pennsylvania... The same exact number of votes that Trump dropped, Biden picked up in one pass. Now, that isn't, you know, that's not the only explanation. But how does someone lose votes on election night? Well, Todd, they entered it incorrectly. Okay, then have the people come forward and explain what happened. Let's do an an audit of these machines, which, by the way, by the way, the Kemp and I— Folks, the Republicans, this Raffensburger and Kemp in Florida, or excuse me, Georgia, are doing everything their level best to make sure we don't see inside these these voting machines. They they were given an order by a judge to not use these machines, and it, I don't even know what's going on there. Are they going to defy this? They're saying that they're going to proceed with the wiping of data so that they can somehow have their election in a month. Have you noticed this, that from the time of, you know, up to an election and and after an election, they need as much time as possible. Why do you need this much time to count votes? Why you need that is beyond me, right? This should be something that's relatively quick and easy. This should not be a sophisticated process that requires you to send people home in the middle of the night for you to make allegations that a water pipe burst Sydney Powell says there's no evidence that a water pipe even burst. She said that they sent Republicans home and then continued counting in the dark behind closed doors for three hours. Again, we're supposed to we're just supposed to take them at their word here. Nothing nefarious was done. Why did they lie about that? She's asking for evidence. I think she's asking for 36 hours of uh, surveillance video to see. Where exactly this pipe burst, she says it didn't happen. She says it was used as an excuse to get people out of there so that they could do whatever they did for those few hours without anyone watching. Why is no one troubled by this? That's evidence. It doesn't mean it's, it, it's the only explanation. But, folks, that is, that is not a good thing. That is not a good thing. Now, now, if you pay attention, they went from the media, the Democrats went from no evidence of fraud to no evidence of wide scale or widespread for, uh, fraud. Now we have, now we have. Well, this, these allegations that well, the people that are making these uh, claims 
aren't testifying under oath, which, by the way, first and foremost is false when it comes to affidavits. They're referring to uh, the hearing in Pennsylvania uh, that happened last week as well, where state legislatures allowed Trump's team to to come in and make some presentation of of what they found to make the case for voter fraud, to make the case why the state of Pennsylvania should not certify the election. And even if they do certify the election, the state legislature, who ultimately has the authority to decide which electors to send, I know that there are laws that says that the winner of that particular state, as is the case with other states, but whoever wins the state in the popular vote gets the electors. That's what the law says. That's how this is supposed to be decided. But folks, what happens? What happens if you have no idea because of evidence that was presented to you? If you have no idea if you can trust the validity. In fact, I take that out. You know for fa- a fact you cannot trust the validity of the outcome of, of of that election because of all the fraud and uh, you know just the misbehaving of political officials. Government gone bad to the extreme. What are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to just assume and get it right next time? I mean, what what are you supposed to do about this if you're a legislator in a state like Pennsylvania or Michigan? By the way, these legislatures are controlled by Republicans. All of the states in question are, are controlled by Republicans, at least the legislatures, oftentimes not the governor. But oftentimes the legislature is Republican which means they have the ultimate say. The only example of a state that's kind of up for grabs, so to speak, or where there's contention and lawsuit and recount and allegations and all this sort of stuff is Nevada, or if you prefer Trump says Nevada. But whatever the case, that is what we are told, um, or that that is what the facts are. The facts are Republicans hold these legislatures in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, in Arizona. Not in Nevada. So that's what this pushes for. Trump is trying to get, his team is trying to say, look, here's the evidence. Here's what we're dealing with. And you can't trust the results here. And by the way, the cries from the other side went from no fraud to no evidence of wide-scale fraud to now the allegations that people who are alleging this fraud are not doing so under oath. False. Here's the the stack of affidavits. Why is there no curiosity here, folks? Where do we live? Is this truly a banana republic? Those are the questions that Trump's team is raising. And I see, folks, you go on the Twitter, which I know Twitter is the gutter. I'm telling you, Twitter is the gutter of the universe. And and you figure out of the people that are on Twitter, what is it? Ninety percent of them. Um, pretty much, I think it's something like, I, I remember reading this stat, the, the vast majority of tweets, maybe it's 90% of the tweets are tweeted by 10% of the people, and they're almost all Democrats and liberals or some such thing. Who knows how many fake people. But you read some of these things, and I literally see the, resp- <laughs> the responses. Ha ha, yeah, we got, we stole it, we got away with it. Or better yet, prove it. I see that from people. Okay, prove it. I got a friend in, in law enforcement, a detective, and I said, hey, what do you think when you're interrogating someone and they say prove it? He says, I think that they probably have something <laughs> to hide. I think that they begin to think that they're smarter than everyone else in the room 
they might have some degree of, you know, that, that tells me something, right? That tells me that, hey, maybe, maybe they really have some involvement here. It doesn't mean anything. You're just trying to take cues and clues here and piece together what, what happened and get to the truth. Same sort of thing is happening here with us in this, this election. Now they're, they're out there saying, prove it. Pro- prove what? I mean, I just remember the Russian, the way I, the way that I talked about Russian collusion, which was nonsensical gibberish. I never once said the word prove it. I never once hunkered down, crossed my arms, laughed, and said, ha ha, we stole it, prove it. <laughs> that is so preposterous to me. Absolutely preposterous and insane. But that's what they're doing. Not everybody, but I see it a lot out there. Anyway, and if you, if you say people aren't testifying under oath, then let them. Let them testify under oath. What's the rush? And the amount of coordination and effort here to shut this out, to shut this up, to make it look like Trump is just acting like a whining baby, and we may need to send the Navy SEALs in, as Obama said in a recent interview, to take Trump out of the out of the White House. That's not at all what's going on here. They keep claiming that there's a coup to try to overthrow a duly elected president in Joe Biden, who, by the way, sprained his ankle last night. And I'm sure someone out there is going to claim, see, Todd, see, they're already trying to to do something here to Joe, get Kamala in there. I'm not saying that, but I just, I've, I've read stuff about that, positions about that as well. I'm sure that they would love nothing more to have um, someone who's just full out radical in there, moving America far, far, far left, which I'm confident that Biden will do anyway. Biden doesn't know what he's doing half the time, and that's sad. It's unfortunate, but this is the realities that we have. But if they're afraid that people are making up stories on the spot and not doing so under oath, then let's put them under oath. Let's let them share with the American people what, in fact, is going on in our elections. And to top it all off, and I've got to take a break here, but to top it all off, we've got another election coming up that's going to determine two elections that are going to determine the balance of power in the Senate. And we're sitting here, I mean, they're, they're proceeding as though there's no problem with this last day being the, the Republicans and the Democrats and the media in Georgia, proceeding as though nothing nefarious happened, nothing questionable happened here with the elections, what, three or four weeks ago now. Now it's time to focus on the next one. How many people have any faith that this election isn't going to have the same exact problems? And both of those seats end up going to the Democrats. And, and mysteriously, mythically, magically, Democrats get control of the Senate as well. Anyway, lots to discuss here. Time for a quick timeout. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. By the way, broadcasting live to you from the official, so the office of the future potential president-elect. Since we're making up names for offices, I thought we would do that as well. That is where we're broadcasting from. Sit tight. Be back in just a minute. Welcome back, folks. I want to tell you here, now's a good time to announce tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. You know, we have Black Friday. Well, heck, now we have Black November because of, um, well, just with COVID and people's shopping habits, we've gone to Black Friday. 
Today is Cyber Monday. Tomorrow, tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. And I want to tell you that we've partnered with our friends at Shepherd Community Center near east side of Indianapolis. You've heard me talk about Shepherd in the past. In fact, they, um, they'll be joining us here in the coming days to you know kind of share what happens at Shepherd and what they're doing over there. They do a lot of good work. They do a lot of really good work. In fact, I think I think one of the perceived weaknesses of conservatism. I say perceived, so hear me out. Perceived weaknesses of conservatism. It's not real, but it's perceived. Is that we conservatives, we don't care about other people because if we cared We would let our government fix the problems, whether that problem be hunger, poverty, um, education, whatever, right? We just give more money to the government and say, fix it. And then the government would come back to us and say, that's not enough to fix it. And we say, here's more money. Go fix it. And this would go on. As we've seen, this this is how this works, right? And the government never moves the needle. Um, It just – it doesn't, doesn't do what it says it's going to do. It takes our money, but it doesn't solve the problem. But there are conservative solutions to some of these uh, societal problems, social problems. And Shepherd Community is one that steps in the gap and does an absolute – I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I've gotten to know Jay, some folks there, see what they do firsthand. I got to speak to one of the classes. I love it over there. Great – well, this was back before COVID, by the way. But they have a a, a program where they provide Christmas gifts to families in need. They serve Indianapolis's uh, poorest zip code, and they provide gifts gifts at Christmas. Because of COVID, some of the partnerships and and the way that they've done things in the past have have changed. And so – uh, they, they, Jay and I, the, the director over there spoke and I said, we would, you know, let's, let's see if we can help you. So we're helping them with their Christmas drive this year for, for toys for families, uh, on the near East side. And I'm telling you, Shepard, they just don't, they just don't give away stuff and, and, it, you know, want to create this perpetual cycle of, of poverty. In fact, what they do is what they do is they try to step in and break that cycle of poverty break that cycle of poverty. In fact, in fact, they um, folks that come into the store to get Christmas gifts, they ask for a small amount of money from them, which I think is a good thing. Not just just to give the folks that are taking this this uh, opportunity, this this way to provide, they have some skin in the game. They they can say that they participated in that, and so they're. It's not again to punish. It's it's to it's to teach. It's to help. It's to mold. It's to get buy-in. Now, if people can't afford, they, uh, they they certainly will find ways to get around that. But it's it's this is what they do, and this, by the way, is what needs to be done. You've heard the old adage: "Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime." That's exactly what Shepherd does. They're trying to teach these ideas and principles. In fact, if you had the opportunity, maybe when we have Jay on, I'll have him talk about it. But Jay's got I have five or seven kind of pillars, things that have to be um, you know, met and understood by the individual before that cycle of poverty begins to break. 
good stuff. This is what they seek to do. This is what they try to to help people do because nobody is just naturally superior as a human being to someone else. Someone may be in need. Folks, we're all a series of events away, bad circumstances away from being in need. The thing is, none of us are superior. Some folks are better at things than others, or we're all better than other people at something. But this idea that someone's superior and that there's a class of people, that there's the providers and the and people that need to be given everything, that's just not the way we were created. We're all created in the image of the same God. And once someone learns some of the principles and concepts and gets through some of the difficulties, there's some legitimate difficulties and challenges that people have to deal with that cause some of these problems. Anyway, I could go on and on about this. I love what they do. I love Jay. It's a great thing. CaringAtChristmas.com is uh, is the website, CaringAtChristmas.com. There's two ways um, that we're going to help. One is you can go ahead and shop online and have your the toys sent directly to Shepherd Community, or we're doing physical drop-off locations. One of them is actually at our office. You can stop by and meet the team. Heck, I might even be there. I'm not sure. team doesn't want me around there too much, but... Our office is in Mooresville. Um, the station, Freedom 95, in Franklin, and Mr. Quick Home Services, uh, 86th and I think it's Georgetown. We have those addresses. We'll have those posted on social media, and we'll get those on our website as well. But anyway, sharing at – or excuse me, caring. Caring at Christmas.com is the website to find out more information, how you can help out and provide for those in need Help an organization that is focused on not just providing a need at the moment, but changing and helping shape and mold behaviors that will break that cycle of poverty. This is really what caring and compassion is all about. It's not just about something to be handed out at one moment in time. It is about handing that out and also providing a way so that the other person taking uh, the, the, the gift – which is a good thing, right? Giving is a great thing for those that are, for all of us. But if you're blessed, it's a great thing. And the person receiving it, the biggest gift is to help them break that cycle. So Oz is telling me, she's getting a little bit aggravated with me that I've not taken her cues so far, but it's time to take a time out here. Didn't mean to share that. That It's important. This is important. I, I was just going to mention that there, but I got into some of the details and it's important. It's important, number one, as human beings, and it's also important for people to understand the ideology of conservatism. It isn't about just saying, mine, mine, mine. It's about saying, get out of my business, let me live my life, but also don't assume that I'm not going to provide and take care of people just because it doesn't go through the government. It's a great teaching opportunity as well. I hope you'll consider uh, being a part of it, caringatchristmas.com. Caring at Christmas.com. Quick timeout is necessary here. Come back, continue our discussion, play some sound bites from President Trump over the weekend with Maria Barcharomo. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. President uh, Trump was on uh, with Maria Bartiromo, 
long interview. Just have a, a couple. I'm going to play one here. We may get to a, one or two more depending upon time, how things play out. But President Trump here talking about the way that the media just isn't covering what's, what's going on. It's a matter of fact, the media isn't covering. In fact, including Fox, right? Including Fox. Fox is, um, you know, all in on this president-elect Joe Biden, right? They they just said that that's that's who is Biden's the president-elect. Even though, did you see Candace Owens sued? Was it Twitter? Sued? I think it was Twitter. I have to look this up. I read this. Saw her talking about this. She said, I've got the time, money, and resources. Um, when someone, you know, lies, she she made a, I think it was a tweet, sent out a tweet that said, uh, fact, something like Joe Biden is not president-elect. And they put the disclaimer by it. She took him to court. And they not only had to remove the disclaimer, folks, they had to, they actually had to re, uh, make a correction, recant it, so to speak acknowledging that Biden wasn't the president-elect. I think it was Twitter. I don't know. I have to look. There's so much information out there right now, folks. But anyway, so that's going on. Trump's saying the media doesn't want to cover this. Trump's right. Of course, the media doesn't want to cover this. You're supposed to you know, shut up, not have any questions. It's time for us to unite, unite behind the Biden agenda. In fact, I see that. I see that from folks from, that are Biden supporters on, on Twitter. Right, Biden won. Let's move on. I see that. What about the country? What about the country? I love it when they claim that. What about the what about the country? You tried to burn the country down with your rhetoric and attacks on Trump for four years. I'm not trying. I, look, I, this is not. That's not about retribution. I'm not saying eye for eye. I'm not saying we should come back and even the score. I'm simply saying. I'm simply saying that that, that doesn't mean. That we don't fight for justice and truth. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of bad allegations here about this election. And there are a lot of unanswered questions. They're just refusing to even act as though they're being asked, let alone. So they're not even asking them. They're not even acknowledging that they are being asked. And we're, we're still looking for the answer. They're not even to the point of recognizing the question yet. Anyway, real quickly. Soundbite from President Trump talking about how the media... Uh, the media doesn't even want to cover it. I mean, you're doing something. You're actually very brave because you're doing something. The media doesn't want to talk about it. They know how fraudulent this is. It's no different than Hunter. It's no different than Hunter. They don't want to talk about Hunter. So they totally closed it off. Big tech and the media, other than the New York Post, as you remember, which took a lot of yes. heat. It was terminated. It was terminated from... Yep. I guess Twitter, maybe Facebook, uh, but uh, it's a it's a situation the likes of which we don't have freedom of the press in this country. We have suppression by the press. They suppress. You know, you can't have a scandal if nobody reports about it. This is the greatest fraud in the history of our country from an electoral standpoint. And I guess you could build it up bigger than an electrical. What's what's bigger from an, a a electoral standpoint what's bigger than this this is the essence of our country this is the whole ball game and they cheated and they cheated and they cheated that's what trump says they've not been paying attention by the way he mentions hunter biden did you see someone did i don't know was it rasmussen someone did a poll 
for what again for whatever you can take from polls but someone did a poll and they found that 45% of democrats in the key battleground states the swing states had not heard about the stories of Hunter Biden. Let that sink in. 45%, almost half of Democrat voters, had never heard about these allegations of, you know, with, with Hunter Biden, Ukraine, Burisma, all this stuff. No idea. Had never heard it. You know why they haven't heard it? Because they were not told it. You know why they were not told that information? Because the media once Joe Biden, the media is the PR wing, the PR arm of the Democrat Party. This is who they are. This is what they this is what they desire. It's what they think that they've got. Maybe they have gotten it. I hope not. I pray not. But nonetheless, nonetheless, out of those 45, so 45 percent didn't even know. Folks, 9.4 percent, almost 10 percent. If there's socialists out there listening today, 9.4 is dangerously close to 10%. 10% of the Democrats said that that would have changed their votes had they known about the Hunter Biden scandal. 10%? Folks, that in and of itself, you talk about rigging elections, you talk about interfering with elections. Trump is absolutely right here. Trump is absolutely right here. In saying that the media doesn't want to cover these things, the media acts as though they're so innocent and so <laughs> they're so altruistic. They don't have no, no. We are unbiased. We're just here to present facts and information. What well, I tell you, what what it turns out surprisingly that when you withhold information that's damaging to somebody or helpful to another person, if you do that and enough people are paying attention solely to you, that will have an impact on. The decisions that people make. We do not have an honest media by and large in this country. We can't whine about it. We can't complain about it. I'm not, I'm just proclaiming this to you. I'm not trying to uh, whine about this, whimper. That's not at all my, I don't even feel that. I'm just telling you. I just, I know you know this. I want everyone to realize this that the folks in the media, by and large, by and large, the biggest chunk of them, I don't want to give a percentage, but it's a bigger chunk than I even care to admit. They, folks, are professional deceivers. This is what they do. They seek it, they wake up in the morning, the Jim Acostas of this world, to get, you believe in, uh, to get you to believe a narrative, to get me to believe a narrative. Of course, we're on to their game. They don't even want to pay attention to us anymore. They're moving on to other unsuspecting people who are simply trusting individuals who don't understand the depths of the darkness at some of these news networks. Their job every day in their minds is to get you to go along with the narrative of the day, the PR narrative. And they'll even make up fact That's what it was. It was a lawsuit against Candace Owens suit, a fact checker, PolitiFact maybe. Maybe I'll read that after the break. Got to take a time out though. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a just a minute. Welcome back. This program brought to you in part by our friends at Killident. In fact, you just heard their ad last uh, last segment if you're listening live on the radio. Not if you're on the podcast, but 
Um, they actually, <laughs> there's a story. I don't have time to tell the story. They, they removed the dent for my vehicle. I'll share that when I have more, more time. Ha- it has a good ending. But um, anyway, they took the dent out of my car. You can't even tell uh, the, dent was, the dent was there. So kill a dent. PDR, Paintless Dent Removal Services. If you've got a dent, a ding on your vehicle, sometimes larger dents can be fixed than you even realize. Consider talking to my friends at Kill-A-Dent. They'll take great care of you. Great guys, by the way. Enjoyed meeting them and seeing the, the result of their work. We actually did some, some video of them pulling the dent out of my, the dents, little dents out of my, out of my vehicle. So anyway, wanted to get really quickly here. We're getting to the end of the program. Uh, Candace Owens, I mentioned that she had had a fact checker. It was PolitiFact. I said Twitter, so forgive me. This is a tweet of hers over the weekend, uh, Saturday. Weeks ago, she says, Facebook censored a post of mine which truthfully stated that Joe Biden is not the president-elect. Yes, we've been through this. She's right. We're right. Media is wrong. Fact checker is wrong. So I got lawyers involved, she says. Conclusion, PolitiFact uncensored the post and admitted that they lied, all caps, by rating my post false. The fact checkers are lying for Democrats. She puts a picture here um, of her tweet from November 13th, and the tweet read this. Joe Biden is literally and legally not the president-elect, so why is the media pretending he is? She continues in the second tweet here, at eight months pregnant, I unfortunately cannot fight on the ground alongside patriots that I am used to, but I am taking every measure to fight these communists in the courtroom. It is my goal to expose these lying fact checkers one by one. So good for Candace Owens, good for free speech, good for conservatism. Look, I said fact checkers... The media used to be a group that was look I know it's been this way it's, it's not been this way for a long time but they used to provide information that was factually based that was the concept anyway The reason there's fact checkers is not because of social media I mean I guess in part but the reason there's fact checkers is because no one could believe the media to begin with These folks are very deceitful feet people Anyway got to take a break come back and wrap up really quickly Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. All right, folks, that is unfortunately about all the time that we have left today. Uh, By the way... Take this opportunity really quickly to let you know that we are launching Conservative Not Bitter University. In fact, we're working on a couple of courses. Those will be launched and ready to go here. Almost said this month, but that'll be next month, December. We've got to win this battle. Folks, the battle for control of the hearts and minds and soul of Americans, it is whatever happens with this election, we have a lot of fight left. This this fight, this battle, this ideological worldview, political worldview war that exists in America is not going away anytime soon. In fact, I fully expect it to be here the rest of my lives. We have to win this. We have to win this. CNBU helps you do that. Take care, guys. SDG.